Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote as well. Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in store or online, subject to credit approval. U.S. only. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday. Thanks for rolling in with Outkick the Coverage this morning. And boy, have we got a doozy of a story that is going to, I think, hopefully, make us all more intelligent and make the world a better place by the time we finish this conversation. Will it? I don't know. I have my doubts. We live in a polarized era. We live in an era where reasonable people can no longer have conversations. That's the battle that OutKick fights every single day. And last night, um, as I was getting ready for bed, one of the OutKick crew sent me a link to a story that I found to be pretty fascinating that deals with the intersection of sports, race, politics, and everything else associated with those dynamics. And it is this, Um, a a video has emerged showing Virginia Tech's women's lacrosse team and they are singing along and I bet you have this song somewhere. Danny G, I'm going to come to you early. Do we have the song Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky? (laughs) Yeah, let me uh, pull that up. All right, pull that up. I am not an expert. I am not an expert in modern day rap or really 
modern day music in general. I, I My kids are not old enough to be all in on new music, and I kind of stick to my uh, tried and true uh, 90s and 2000s songs that I was comfortable with then. Maybe some early 20, 2010s. So uh, my bet is also the vast majority of you across the country who are starting off your day um, have uh, are also similar to me. That you're not like regularly listening to Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky. Um, and maybe I've heard this song. Maybe I have not. I'm not out at the bars as much as I used to be. Uh, but I want to play this song for you guys. And I'm assuming... Here we go. I woke up and I'm Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky? <sighs> what the heck? Man, this is real weak. How's staying perched up on his like that? Walking down the street and ain't nobody know my name. Whoa. Ain't no paparazzi flashing pictures. This is great. Whoa. Ain't nobody judging because I'm black or my controversial past. I'm going to go and see a movie and relax. Hey, I'm a blood, but I can finally wear blue. Cool. Why's his mama calling all the time? Leave me the heck alone. Damn. Wait, if I'm in Diggy Body, Breezy is who? Hold my daughters in school. Wait, if I was Chris Brown, where would I be? What would I do? I woke up in Chris Brown's body. Turned into Freaky Friday But we got no choice but to turn this sideways I can't believe that it's Freaky Friday All right, so you get a sense for what the song is there. It's an upbeat, enjoyable, you know, sort of like party anthem, for lack of a better way to describe it, that is popular with many college kids right now. Well, in the wake of the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team winning their game against Elon on last Saturday, so just a few days ago, uh, the team was listening to this song and they were singing along uh, with the song. Uh, They shared it on Snapchat. Um, A a junior on the team did. Took a video of the team sending along, singing along with this song on Snapchat to celebrate their win, and she put it up on Snapchat, and immediately it turned into a controversy. I believe we have a 12 second or so. Do we have that ready, guys? Because you just heard the song, but we have like a 12 second or so long segment, and you always know that playing audio on this show, we have about a 30% success rate. So let's see if we can play it. But it's the members of the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team singing along. Here it is. All right. So there are quote unquote racial slurs in the song. And these are white girls singing along with it. It has turned into a massive controversy. And it is uh, it is now kind of ricocheting throughout social media outrage internet. The coach has responded telling the Roanoke Times, this is a teachable moment. It's not something that we're proud of. The team is very apologetic and sorry. There's nobody of any color that should say it, period. There's nobody that should say it. Now, when I saw this story, what immediately jumped out to me was what I often talk about on this show. We have lost all ability to distinguish and contextualize in modern day life. And so this idea that if you sing along with a rap song, which is wildly popular, and you are a minority you are not a minority, then you are being racist. And 
that to me doesn't strike me as being a legitimate perspective on a story like this. Again, this was, if you're familiar with Snapchat, and some of you listening to me probably aren't, but if you're familiar with your kids using it, this is a short, you know, 15 second, uh, you know, video basically that was posted on Snapchat. Somebody was offended because they are singing along again to the lyrics of a popular right uh, uh, song. And there's a major controversy that has emerged. Uh, and the teacher, I mean, the, the coach said there was no malice involved. I'm reading from his quotes in the Roanoke Times. They just thought they were singing along to a song. They had just won. They're singing songs. The first couple of songs were Disney songs. They were celebrating. They were dancing and they were excited. They're good kids that made a bad decision. We're trying, and this is like he's throwing himself. They're the 17th ranked team in the country in women's lacrosse. Probably be the only time we talk about women's lacrosse on this story. Uh, and tonight they play uh, number five, North Carolina. We're trying to do what's right, the coach said. This isn't something that we sweep under the rug. The team is extremely sorry. They're trying to make it right. And I know we'll never make it right with anybody, but this is a moment that defines the program, but yet a moment will help the program be better. They've got to be educated to make better decisions. They've got to know what's socially acceptable, and I think they're learning all those things. It's a lot on me as the leader. People forget an amazing line here, I'm a minority. Uh, Song is a uh, Asian uh, minority. Um, The Virginia Tech Athletic Administration has also met with the team uh, and asked if there would be disciplinary action they said we're working through everything still. Uh, all of these ridiculous comments. Now, again, this is a popular rap song. And I, th- I think about this because it's connected to athletics, obviously, with Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team. But it's happening now every now and then that people are getting triggered across college campuses. I think it happened at the University of, of Memphis re- uh, recently when a white fraternity guy was doing karaoke at a charity event and he rapped along to a Kanye West song, which had a racial slur on, in it. Uh, again, most of the time, and I'm not an expert in, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the breakdown of racial slurs. To my knowledge, I've never used one in popular parlance uh, in discussion. But there is a difference between a word ending in A and a word ending in ER. And I also think... And call me crazy, if this is a wildly popular song, we have to consider the context here. Do you think a bunch of 18 and 19 and 20-year-old girls are being racist when they rap along with a popular rap song as part of their celebration of a victory? They are paying homage. They are crediting the, the... talent here who has created this song by embracing what he has created and not editing themselves as they are singing along to me if a word is so destructive that it can never be uttered aloud even as part of a joyful prideful anthem by anyone other than black people then the song shouldn't be released by a major music label We can't have different standards for speech in this country predicated on things that you don't control, such as the color of your skin.
That is my position. I am curious on your positions. And again, I'm trying to have a reasonable discussion here about the intersection of race and sports through Virginia Tech's women's lacrosse team. They are rapping along to a popular song. How popular is this song right now, uh, Danny G? You're more plugged in with what the obviously the current music is because you're picking all the songs. Yeah. I mean, it must be insanely popular if the whole team knows it. I, I listen to Power 106 every evening on my way in, and that that is our hip-hop station, one of them here in Los Angeles, and it's on pretty much every night. So it, it is a really popular song, especially in the mix. But one thing I should point out to you, Clay, Lil Dicky is a white rap artist, and obviously we all know Freaky Friday the movie. The whole point of the song ah, is that I he, didn't even know Lil. Yeah, he. The whole point of the song is that he and Chris Brown trade places. So he's yes. joking in the song that he now can say those words. Yes. So it makes uh, it even actually, more interesting. And also, like, that's really awesome that I didn't even know Lil Dicky was white. Which is, by the way, the use of the word Lil uh, it, it throws me off anyway. So that this is this is awesome. There's so many different levels here. Uh, so is, is it controversial that he is doing it? No, but I think that he and Chris Brown were kind of laughing as they recorded this because that, that's one of the funny parts of the song is that right. they trade places. So Chris Brown is now a white rap artist and Lil Dicky is now Chris Brown singing and dancing and using the N word. So this is the ebony and ivory of our age. Right. All right. This is that. So it's even more ridiculous that this would be controversial then, right? I mean, to me, because the the intent of the song is to ridicule the absurdities of our modern racial universe that we have created exactly. where everybody is walking around on eggshells all the time. All right, so I want to open up the phone lines here. Deadspin, predictably, has treated this as if it is just unacceptable. Uh, and the headline is even unfair. Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it teachable moment. Oh, man. Were they chanting the N-word or were they singing along with a popular rap song? So this story is ricocheting everywhere. Uh, again, this is Deadspin's headline, which again, I think also factors in with the way stories are played out. Video. The headline is, Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. Uh, that is their headline at Deadspin. It features the video, uh, and it is uh, it is obviously uh, written as if this is like the peak of racial insensitivity in 2018. Uh, there's also some uh, pieces here uh, from somebody on Snapchat saying, please take the video down. We weren't trying to be offensive. Uh, and so I, uh, I want to get all of your reactions because my argument here is this, and I want you to be clear about my argument. We have so de-legitimized uh, conversations on race in this country that basically we have boiled them down to, if you use a racial slur, you are racist. It doesn't matter the context. It doesn't matter the content. It doesn't matter anything other than the fact that if you are anybody other than black and you use the N-word in a song that is used to ridicule the creation of separate universes and is throwing them, us turning them asunder via, you remember the, the movie back in the day, Freaky Friday. I didn't know. I didn't know the background on this song. It's not like I'm an expert on modern pop music. 
Uh, but this, to me, seems to be the very intent of the song that is being embraced by this Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team. You heard all the quotes from the coach where he's throwing himself on the sword, begging for people not to be offended, hoping that his players are not going to get suspended for this. Am I crazy for believing that this is the fount of ridicule? This is the end of identity politics. This is where we all end up, where certain people can use certain words, even when these Virginia Tech lacrosse players are singing along with the song that they love and respect by a white rapper and a black guy and pointing out the absurdity of our different speech patterns based on things that we don't control, such as the color of our skin. I want your phone calls. I want you to be smart. I want you to be intelligent. I want you guys to talk about this. Let's make America better. 877-996-6369. My contention, it is stories like these which continue to divide us and create absurdity. Context matters. Here was there an intent to be racist. God, no. Yet it is still a controversy. And this is a controversy, frankly, that is taking place now on college campuses on a regular basis because everybody can grab Snapchat. Everybody can grab the video with their phones. And if you're rapping along with a uh, with a karaoke uh, event, which literally puts oftentimes the lyrics in front of you, is this racist? Is this something that kids should get suspended for? I think it's insane. I think it's an example of our country going crazy, but you can certainly disagree. 877-996-6369. Jason Martin going to field all your calls. I'll bring back in the crew in LA, get all of their takes as well. We are trying to make Sports Talk Radio great again and solve all the country's racial ills in three hours via a little Dickie song. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. I woke up Chris Breezy. Oh my God, I'm the man. I'm so fly and I can dance. There's tattoos on my neck. I just FaceTime Kanye. I told him I'm his biggest friend, yeah. yeah. Got all these in my DM. Yeah, I do. Hold up. Holy, I got a kid. Oh, I can sing so well. Wonder if I can say the N word. Wait, can I really say the N word? What up, my winner? What up, my winner? Big ups, my winner. We are my winner. You stupid low winner. Forget y'all winners. Cause I'm that winner, 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 winner. I'm that Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience as well. Think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks. You're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. This is Lil Dicky, a guy I had no idea existed until about 20 minutes ago. Uh, or until I read this story, which is going viral across the uh, perpetually outraged internet. A group of Virginia Tech women's lacrosse players celebrated their win over Elon on Saturday by singing along with a bunch of different songs. Uh, one of them was this song, Freaky Friday, about Chris Brown and Lil Dicky switching places. 
included in the uh, rap lyrics, the N-word. It is now considered to be racist. Uh, There is much outrage. Will these girls be suspended? I think it is just absolutely insane. And I'm starting off the show with a plea that will probably fall much on deaf ears. The way that we talk about race in this country is fundamentally broken. People say racism is bad, which essentially means that white people, that's all they say. I guarantee you there will probably not be another white guy who talks on the radio about sports that will even touch this because they'll be like, what do I gain by discussing this story? If somebody gets offended, if somebody says something wrong, next thing you know, it's a huge controversy. Some people run from controversial topics. I run to them because I think oftentimes we don't discuss the reality of life in 2018. We just talk in banalities. Racism is bad. Uh, Sexism is bad. We don't get into the actual nitty-gritty and say, you know what? Context matters in stories such as these. In my opinion, this is not racism or even anything remotely close to racism. And what we have done is we have built a universe where a certain segment of the population just automatically brands every single thing under the sun racist. And as a result, I believe, I see it all the time, white people are just like, screw it, I'm not getting involved in this conversation. And that's because they're always the villains. My position on racism in the 21st century in this country, particularly as it pertains to the world of sports, is that the country is a lot different now than it was in 1968, 50 years ago. In 1968, you basically had white people and black people in this country. And racism was a function of white and black interaction, frequently white with power, black without power. That is not the case in 2018. A huge percentage of people who are listening to this show right now are Asian, they are Hispanic, they are of mixed race, they may be Native American. There is a huge, massive melting pot of race and culture in the United States in 2018 that has nothing to do with white and black people. And my position is that the way we talk about racism in 2018 is the same way that we talked about racism in 1968 and that it's fundamentally broken. I got a crazy proposition for you. I believe that every race has people who are racist. There are Asian racists. There are Hispanic racists. There are black racists. And there are white racists. The only people who are really considered racist by and large in this country, in this day and age, are white people. And as a result, white people are like, I'm just out of this conversation. I'm not interested in having this conversation because this is how I get fired from my job. I think one reason we have Donald Trump is not because a lot of people who voted with Donald Trump agree with everything that he said. I think it's because they feel like our national discourse is so artificially stilted that they're happy that somebody is just pointing out the absurdity. And I think, frankly, this story being covered by frequently a far left-wing sports media. Again, this is the headline that's up on Deadspin. These girls win a game in women's lacrosse at Virginia Tech. Then they go celebrate and sing along with a bunch of different songs. One of the songs or multiple of the songs go up on Snapchat and somebody decides they are offended 
by the girl singing along with the rap song Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky, who's a white guy contemplating what his life would be like if he was a black guy, while Chris Brown is a black guy contemplating what his life would be like if he were a white guy. It's a comedic rap song designed to skewer the way that we talk about race in the modern era. And yet these Virginia Tech girls who love this song are rapping along with it, paying homage to the song because they like it, and it has become a massive controversy where people are calling for them to be suspended. And the headline, again, from Deadspin is video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word as if they were just running around screaming racial slurs as opposed to, you know, singing a song. Again, this is the headline. Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. Um, I want to get all of your calls. We got loaded lines. I'm going to go to those momentarily. Let me first bring in Eddie Garcia. Eddie, what's shaking the world sports? Clay, we'll start with news from the NFL where owners passed a new rule that will expand penalties for helmet-to-helmet contact that's similar to college football's targeting rule. Under the new rule, a player will be penalized 15 yards and subject to ejection if he lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. Owners also unanimously approved the simplified catch rule that includes control, two feet down, or another body part and a football move to complete a catch. In NBA games of note, Rockets win without MVP candidate James Harden, giving the night off to rest as they beat the Bulls 118-86 for their 10th straight victory. Wizards over the Spurs 116-106. San Antonio also lost star LaMarcus Aldridge to a knee injury on an MRI later today. Warriors still playing without their top four players lose to the Pacers 92-81. Clippers beat the Bucks 105-98. LA is a game and at back of Minnesota for the final playoff spot in the West. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. A couple of coaching hires in college basketball. Louisville has reportedly agreed on a seven-year deal with Xavier's Chris Mack to be their next head coach. And Pittsburgh reportedly hires Duke assistant Jeff Capel as their new head basketball coach. Good stuff there, Eddie Garcia. Uh, All right, I want to bring in the crew. I said I was going to bring them in. Sometimes they agree with me. Other times they don't. We're talking about the controversy that has ensued, and I can't believe this is a real story, uh, for the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team rapping along to a popular Lil Dicky song. Uh, Danny G, you are the resident hip-hop expert because you used to work at a hip-hop station. You obviously are familiar with this song. When you see this story, the intersection of rap, sports, and race, uh, do you in some way just throw up your hands and say, my God, what's happened to the country or am I missing something here? No, you're not missing anything. I think we may all agree on this one. If it had been any other song, I would cringe seeing that Snapchat video. But the whole point of this song is that little Dicky is now Chris Brown. You heard him singing saying, oh, my God, I have a neck tattoo. I'm, I'm in my DMs holy blank, I have a kid. And and then he says, I wonder if I could say the N-word. And then he says it a couple of times. So it's done in a comedic fashion. And, and it's not, and this is important, for people out there who are rap fans, this has not been a controversial song. It's been an embraced song. Right, people right. like it. It's And it's been a humorous song, which is why it took off as quickly as it did. So in my mind, I think that's why the girls thought it was okay to sing it the way they were, because that's the whole point of the song. 
Uh, Justin Cooper, uh, are you also uh, on in my mind here that this is a ridiculous sports rap race culture conflict? And by the way, I think Deadspin deserves I, I ridicule Deadspin a lot because I think they're unfair in the way they cover stories. But how about the use of this as a headline? Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. I mean, that's just flagrantly unfair to them, which is probably one reason why this story has helped to go viral. They weren't chanting the N-word. They were singing along to an insanely popular current rap song being rapped by a white guy who pretended to be black in the song, uh, which is intriguing in and of itself because it is suggesting that many young people in this country, people younger than me, are rejecting the absurdity of this like idea that if you use a word, it means that you are racist, which we have somehow created in this universe, which lacks all uh, all ability to contemplate context. There's a difference between hurling a racial slur at someone as an intent to wound them and rapping along to one of the most popular songs on the radio today. Justin Cooper, am I right here or am I crazy? I couldn't agree more, and, I, and the the headline is the most infuriating part about it. If I was, you know, one of those girls in the video, I might even try to like sue Deadspin for libel. I mean, that's just uh, it's it's a little ridiculous, and it, and it makes me think of I don't know if you remember Clay back when uh, Bill Maher made a joke on, on yes, Real Time. I do remember that. Yes, and and I know uh, we've had uh, we've had him it was as about a, being whether or not he was a house slave or whether he was a field slave, basically. Right. And and I know we've had uh, this guy on on the show as a guest, but Ice Cube uh, came on his very next show after that episode and was was talking to him about it. And I, and I love Ice Cube. I think he's awesome. But it was something that he said, and I was I was like, I don't, you know, he I, he said something like he said, "That's our word now. You can't have it back." And I was thinking, man, I rap along to Ice Cube songs all the time, and so Ice Cube would look down at me for rapping along to his songs. It, it just it I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me because it, it like you said, it's not. There's no you know racist tones behind it. You're you know, paying homage to the song. I, I doubt Ice Cube would want only black people to buy his albums. So it's not okay for white people to sing along to the songs that he wrote. And then the same thing goes with this. I don't see how you can deem any of those girls racist just because they're singing along to a song. It's stupid. Not only singing along to a song, literally singing along to one of the most popular songs in the country right now. Uh, all right, Jason Martin has been fielding all these calls. I'm guessing you agree with us so far, Jason Martin. This is a ridiculous controversy. Yeah, it's a sad controversy. It's a it's a tough issue because yeah, you can step into it and stuff, and you know maybe the judgment of actually posting the video wasn't the most brilliant move but in terms but of that the to overall me deal, hold, hold on a that to me is probably evidence that the girls feel like they did nothing wrong at all like if you thought that well, yeah. what you were doing was going to be controversial in any way you probably don't post it on snapchat and your social media accounts right like because you're just thinking to yourself hey we want a game and we're celebrating and look at us singing all these songs and then the next thing you know, like everybody's publicly branding you a racist and Deadspin has a post up, which is probably the first post Deadspin has ever done in the history of women's lacrosse. And the headline is video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N word. Um, 
Let's go to uh, some of your calls. And obviously, uh, as you hear somebody drop off, you can hop on. But I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, and uh, obviously, we've got uh, loaded lines, all uh, 10 right now from across the country. Jose in Fremont, what's what's your take here, Jose? What's up, fellas? Hey, real quick, not to hijack it, but I couldn't call last week. That porn star that got offended by boobs, maybe she thought you were talking about like boob like an idiot. Because they're not always the smartest <laughs> So check this out. Look, here's the thing with me. If, if, in, in any race, if you're going to use a word that's racially used against you, no matter what race you are, when you enable that word amongst yourselves, and then you have racism amongst yourself when you're calling people Uncle Toms and whatnot, you're enabling others to use it as well. So if, if, if you have a problem with the word, regardless of who uses it, then don't use it. Just like they did the Biggie, uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac, uh, uh, you know, specials all last week. And, you know, they got a, the rappers all got together and decided, hey, we're not going to beef anymore. So get all together and stop using the damn word, plain and simple. What's your ethnic background, Jose? I am Hispanic. So when Taco Bell said run for the border and that was a controversy, I wasn't offended, brother. I love Taco Bell and I'll still eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me, though, too, uh, Jose, because this goes to my point. America in 2018 is not just a white and black country. Do you sometimes feel as a Hispanic guy when you see racial controversies emerge between white and black people like this doesn't involve me? Like, are you just like a bystander? I mean, I'm curious as a Hispanic guy what you think oh, when you see I, racial controversies like this happen. Do you think that you would be more able to rap along to this song because you're Hispanic than a white person? I mean, this is just this is where we get into the absurdity of our modern racial politics. How do Hispanics, which are actually the largest minority group in the country, actually fit into this this discussion? Me personally, I get offended when they try to like when they say black and brown, because you know what? We don't have the, don't say black and brown. If this is your fight, claim the fight. If we have an issue, we have plenty of people that are our stars that can speak for us, but we're not, we're not tripping like that. If you're claiming the fight, then claim the fight as your own, but don't put us in it. That's how I feel. Thanks for the call, Jose. Let's go to uh, Brian in Louisville. What's up, Brian? This is my first time calling in the radio, so I try to, Make this decent. But uh, I was calling because I wanted to make a general comment about the issue as well as talk about a couple other things because I got a little bit more information now. Um, The first thing I think is uh, I know the song that they're talking about with Lil Dicky and Chris Brown. It's a decent song. I like it. And I don't think that what they're saying is it's probably not racist, like you said. But I would say in the concept of, like, the bigger issue of things, because there's a plenty of rap songs that people could sing along that'll say, like, racist words and, and things like that, and people can always do that. Just because it is in a song doesn't necessarily make it okay. And that would be my opinion on it, because, you know, it's one thing to sing along with a song and you say, yeah, you do that. I don't think you're racist for doing that. But if you are so nonchalant about doing it, then my thought would be, as a black person, my thought would be that, when the doors are closed, you probably use that word in some other type of way. It's similar to, like, if you were an eight-year-old kid and you sing a cuss word in a song and your parents come in and they're like, hey, you can't say that cuss word or you get in trouble, you're thinking you're punished or something like that. Now, you might walk off and use that word all the time as a kid, but you're not going to use it around your parents no more because you know you would get in trouble. And it's kind See, of... I just... It's an interesting one, point. Th- thanks for the call. I just... I, I'm a white person, right? In my entire life, 
as a white person, and, and I, I, it's hard for me to go back to when I was like 10 or 11, but I don't think as an adult white person, let's just say, I don't think I've ever heard a white person use a racial slur in my in conversation where I was involved in any way. And by involved, I mean hearing people use a racial slur in the context as an adult of me hearing them say it. So I just don't buy into the fact that there's maybe maybe there are tons of white people I don't know just sitting around as soon as they're around other white people shutting the door around my age, just racist as hell and cursing like crazy and dropping in bombs like crazy. Maybe that happens regularly. I've never seen it happen in my life. So I can only judge by my experience from the time I'm 18 to 38. I have literally never heard a white person in conversation use a racial slur. Now, maybe that's a rarity. I don't think it is. So I don't necessarily buy in with Brian's argument there that if you're rapping along to a to a rap song, that that means that you're going to be using, in a different context, a racial slur. I think it's actually, if you're a big rap fan, I think you're probably less likely to be racist. That's my opinion. Could be wrong, but I think if you were looking at rap fans, I think they would be less likely to be racist because you are spending your money and embracing predominantly a black art form, which to me makes it less likely that you are going to be racist. Loaded lines, 877-996-6369. We're talking about this Virginia Tech women's lacrosse controversy. Continue to take your calls on it. Next segment, this is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Um, let's, uh, let's keep rolling. We are diving into... A major cultural firestorm. The Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team wrapped along to a Lil Dicky song which features the N-word. And it has turned into a controversy. My argument is this song, Freaky Friday, which is designed to think, uh, but think about what it would feel like to be a different race, is not, in the way it's used, remotely contextually racist. Is this inappropriate? I've got poll questions up for you. But first, we all have a lot going on in our lives. But GoToMeeting is the online meeting platform trusted by 99% of all Fortune 500 companies that's making it simple for you and your employees to meet with ease. To learn how your company can make the switch today, visit GoToMeeting.com as well. Regardless of what race you are, if you think a train will stop, if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. I think this was also the subject, maybe we can find the audio of this, of a great blackish uh, sitcom where one of the kids rapped along to Kanye West Gold Digger in uh, the uh, uh, talent competition. And if you're familiar with those lyrics, which I'm guessing a lot of you are, then uh, he ended up in hot water because the school has a, a speech uh, rule about racial slurs, and uh, it was a young kid, and that is pretty uh, that is pretty amazing. By the way, uh, we'll try to find the audio on that because I think it goes a little bit to this. Obviously, uh, poll question up: Was it racist for the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team to rap along every word to Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday song? You can vote uh, on my Twitter poll. Uh, you can find me there at Clay Travis. 87% of you are saying no. We are taking your calls. We'll continue to take your calls into hour two, but let's go to Bubba in North Carolina. What's up, Bubba? Hey, good morning, Clay. Um, I was just calling. I thought you made a really poignant point um, for the most part that 
the way that race is discussed in this country is broken. And I would say that's half true because I don't think that the way we talk about it is broken. I think the way that the media portrays it is broken. Deadspin or CNN or whoever would have you think that this is a Klan meeting. I mean, look at that inflammatory, you know, it's meant to annoy that headline. Whereas, you know, for example, if it was their track team, which is going to be more diverse, I guarantee this wouldn't have been a story. Like, yeah, I'm a that's, truck that's driver. A good I point. work for a company that, that, that's half split, and I can guarantee you, we never talk about race in, in that sense. If, if it's ever brought up, it's only in jest. You know, our biggest area of contention is during college football season, but the media would have you think that that's all we talk about and that there's this tension, and that's what's broken is the way it's portrayed. It's like a rage machine. That's a great point, Bubba. I actually, I actually do think that's true. I think the media makes a lot of money dividing us when there are a lot of reasonable people out there that see a story like this and say, my God, I can't believe that the headline at Deadspin. And frankly, you know, the other problem is lots of people don't read stories. They read headlines. So when they see the headline, video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word, which is what Deadspin put up, how much less of a story is this if the if the story from Deadspin is video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team singing popular rap song? It's all about the way you contextualize things. Lorenzo in Atlanta. What's up, Lorenzo? Hey, how you doing, man? Living the dream. All right, wonderful. Okay, now I'm calling because I completely agree with you guys. Uh, Deadspin... The way they twisted the article is disgusting. That's ridiculous. Those are innocent young girls trying to have fun. But here's where I have an issue now. These ladies feel like it's okay to sing along with it. I feel like the issue is it's never okay to say that word. I'm just supporting Chris Brown, Lil Dicky, in the way that they use that word. They put it, they put in a song and make it fun. It's never a fun word. It's never okay to use that word. And it's, it's just disgusting. And that's the way I look at it. Like that Bubba said, the media twists everything to be so ugly. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm a young black man. And I feel like no one should ever use that word. And I feel yeah. like the fact that these young girls find it okay to use the word is, is the issue. It's never okay. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Thanks for the call. And then we're going to continue to take your calls. 877-996-6369. That's what the coach said. The Asian coach said, team's very apologetic and sorry. There's nobody of any color that should say it, period. There's nobody that should say it. Well, if that's the standard, then why is it a wildly popular rap song? Uh, we'll talk about that and continue. Outkick, your call's next. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And regardless of what race, gender, or ethnicity you are, I want you to all listen up closely. If you think a train will stop, if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. We are discussing the biggest internet controversy in the world of sports today. Not making this up. The Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team won a game against Elon on Saturday. Some of you waking up across the country, you're thinking, this is exactly what I expected Clay Travis to be talking about. I've known for a long time that he's a closet women's lacrosse fan. He's just sitting there constantly looking at the top 25 rankings, furiously refreshing all of the scores as they come in every day. Who's going to be number one this year? Is it going to be Virginia Tech? Hokey, hokey high. 
Well, they beat Elon on Saturday. They're the 19th best women's lacrosse team in the country. And as a way to celebrate, they decided we're going to have a singing party. We're going to sing a whole hell of a lot of songs that we love. Some of them might be Disney songs. Some of them might be rap songs. But we got to ride around on the school bus to get back to school. And we're going to have a party, dance party, bus karaoke version. And one of the things they decided to do was sing along with a popular song by Lil Dicky and Chris Brown called Freaky Friday. The concept of the song is that these two guys have switched identities, much like if you're familiar with the concept of the show, Freaky Friday. By the way, let me pause here for a moment. I am in a studio in uh, Panama City Beach, and the phone is ringing here. Should I answer? I don't know who it is. Yes. Should I answer it? Somebody else. Somebody else picked it up. All right, so somebody else got it. But I am down here in Panama City Beach doing the show this week, spring break with my kids. And so uh, the song is Freaky Friday. And it sounds a little something like this. But the concept of the song is that these two individuals, Lil Dicky, who's a white rapper, and Chris Brown, who's a black guy, have changed identities. So Lil Dicky has become a black guy, and Chris Brown has become a white guy, and they are rapping along about in a humorous way what their lives would be like if they basically switched bodies and here is the song oh my god i'm the man i'm so flying i can dance there's tattoos on my neck i just facetime kanye i told him i'm his biggest friend yeah yeah got all these in my dm yeah do hold up holy i got a kid oh i can sing so all right so that is the song and he's they're ridiculing in many ways our cultural construct of what it's like to suddenly switch races and as part of that a white guy is saying the n-word Now, this is something that has been discussed in pop culture for a while. And by the way, I'm taking your calls because I want to get your reactions. 877-996-6369. My contention is that we are talking about race like it's still 1968 in this country. And that we spend a lot of time talking about white versus black and focusing on words and not the context of those words. In other words, there's a difference between hurling a racial slur at somebody and judging them based on the color of their skin and paying homage to a popular rap song and rapping along with it. That is a big difference, yet many people are still treating that as not a big difference, especially in the sports media, where Deadspin has this as their headline in the wake of a Snapchat video being taken of the girls singing along to that little Dicky song, Freaky Friday. Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. Um, They weren't chanting the N-word. They were singing along with a rap song which features the N-word. And look, I'm not an expert in, uh, in the concept of breaking down the use of racial slurs. But there's a difference between a word ending in A and a word ending in ER. 
and the context in which it is used and everything else. But this has also been something I don't watch a lot of broadcast television, but I have watched the show Blackish a decent amount, and I actually think it's really funny. And they had a situation that's somewhat similar to this where the kid in the show decided to perform in a talent show and he sang along with Kanye West's Gold Digger. And if you are familiar with the lyrics to Gold Digger, she ain't hanging with no broke ass. Yeah, he said it. And the the talent show, which is actually pretty funny. Do we have audio of that to play? Or what's the situation there? We're gathering it. Um, So, you know what? Let's take calls right here, Jason Martin, and then let you work on it during the next commercial break as opposed to playing it right here because I'd rather go to calls than uh, than play that audio. So let's go. Uh, is Jason there? Do we know? Or is yeah, he just go. turned off his mic? Yeah, let's go to Tyrone in Kentucky. Is he up next? Yes. Tyrone in Kentucky. What's up, Tyrone? Yeah, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Words are evolving these days. Like when I was young, my mom used to, uh, there was a popular word called jigaboo or, um, or uh, spook. Now, today, we've learned to take words and take the power from people by making fun of ourselves. Yeah. And they, and the words, you know, they, they've changed. And just like people call themselves uh, rednecks, that was a racial slur towards white people. Well, white people have taken that and called themselves rednecks. Now, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And they used to call people porch monkeys. But now there is a group of white people call themselves porch crackers. And then you also got uncle crackers. And, and if you, it goes all the way back to biblical times because the word Samaritan was a racial slur, but now you got Samaritan hospitals. So unless everybody move on with the time, they're going to get lost in the past. It's actually a good point, uh, Tyrone, that that at our country, the words evolve in what they mean, and black people have taken back the power for themselves of that word. And it's a good point. Like, white people have done it, I think, to a lesser extent with the word redneck. There are a lot of people listening right now, like, I'm a proud redneck. Cracker. It's not really, I don't think there are very many white people out there who, if they're called cracker, they're like, oh my God, I'm insulted. And like, you're right. There is the guy, Uncle Cracker. Like, it's actually... A good point, and that kind of ties in with my perspective. Thanks for the call. We're going to continue to roll through your calls. Actually ties in with my perspective, which is context matters. And here we are not applying context at all if we're seeking to get offended. And I think this also ties in with our larger offended culture. We're teaching kids that being offended is a good thing. My argument is being offended, you shouldn't be proud to be offended. Because when you are offended, what you're telling people is, hey, I'm too delicate to be able to handle something that you said. I want my kids to behave appropriately, but I don't want them to be so offended that if somebody behaves inappropriately, that they curl up in the fetal position and whine and complain because they are trying to make a situation into something that it isn't. Does that make sense? I think so many college kids today are so used to being coddled that, for instance, there are schools pulling Huckleberry Finn off of the school reading list because the N-word is in there. 
Well, it's about the context in which it's used. Huckleberry Finn changed the world. They're pulling To Kill a Mockingbird off reading lists because there's racism in it. That's the whole point of the book. (laughs) That's why Harper Lee's book had such power. Because the book is fundamentally rejecting racism. But in order sometimes to reject racism, you have to give an example of what racism is. And kids today are so perpetually soft and or also their parents who also bear the blame. Their ears are so delicate that we're trying to protect them from the real world such that you grow up and you write at deadspin and you're not capable of distinguishing between racial slurs and singing along to the lyrics of rap songs. Tavares in North Carolina. What's up, Tavares? Uh, To me, uh, these girls are, you know, I agree with you for the first time. I agree with you. <laughs> I, um, these girls, these are millennials. Millennials today are responsible for 90% of uh, white millennials are responsible for about 90% of hip-hop music downloads and, and buys. Yes. And like you said, context and context, black people are experts. I'm a black male. Black people are expert in knowing when somebody's being racist and when somebody is uh giving the culture praise or embracing the culture. With, with, with what these girls said, they are actually embracing it. And for the, teach, for the, for the coach to say it's a teachable moment, what he's, saying, what he's saying to his team is, ladies, you have some sensitive people out here. Learn from this. You know, you will be attacked for, 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 for doing this. Learn, learn from this. And I agree with, with what the caller said before. That uh, people are uh, that people have taken back those things, those words, those negative things, and, and, and turned it into words of endearment. My grandmother cringes; she does not like that word. I have friends that are my age; they do not like that word. But not everybody agrees with us. Not everybody agrees with oh that word is okay. And 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 as far as somebody using it that's white. Um, no, you, you can't use the word in, in a different context. You shouldn't want to. And, and, and when, I'm, when I'm at Walmart and I hear black kids use it, I'm like, man, come on, man, come on. Other people are around just, you know, you're so free-willing to, to just use it. I mean, it's, it is a teachable moment for the girls, but people are just sensitive these days. And you, just, you, can't, you can't care about people's sensitivity. That, that, that headline is garbage. <laughs> Yeah, the headline, Tavares, the headline, for people out there who are waking up listening to us, the headline at at, at Deadspin, and I tweeted this out, is video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. What they were doing was singing along with a Lil Dicky and Chris Brown uh, song. Uh, Tavares, appreciate the call, my man. Uh, We're going to continue to take your calls. Ryan in 877-996-6369. People say, why are you talking about this? Well, I mean, I think it's an interesting question, and let me go ahead and tell you. I mean, I told you in the first hour, but we're in hour two. I think that we have lost the ability as a society, and media is a big part about this, big part of this, to talk about things in an intelligent and contextualized way. And I think the media is not reflecting the way that the public at large is capable of handling complex issues, because I think, like Tavares just said, Everybody out there understands context. 
And there is a difference between hurling a racial slur at someone, like, frankly, Riley Cooper did. If you remember Riley Cooper, uh, when he was trying to go to, like, I think it was a Kenny Chesney concert, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the time wide receiver, he was upset at a security guard, and so he yelled a racial slur at him as a way to demonstrate his anger. That's an example of hurling a racial slur at someone. If Riley Cooper had been at a Kanye West concert rapping along with Gold Digger and somebody had had a video of him doing that, I think the vast majority of people would say, whoa, 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 there's a big difference between those two things. Rapping along with a popular song is paying homage to that artist and embracing that culture. Yelling a racial slur at someone is something different. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are not using their brains and distinguishing between the two. Ryan in Indianapolis. What's up, Ryan? Hey, good morning, Clay. Uh, Outkick Twitter Army member here. Um, but uh, first of all, the name Little Dicky, this is just ridiculous. But, you know, songs are made to sing along and dance and have fun. And if that's done, you know, that's done for all races. And if you choose to only make it so that one race can sing and dance to a song, then that in and of itself is racism. This is the Talcum X controversy. You know, Donald Trump got elected in part, I honestly believe, because white middle America got tired of always being called racist or, you know, homophobic or some kind of, you know, some kind of hate word. And it's just, this is just ridiculous. Thanks for the call, Ryan. Let's go to Tyrone in Georgia. Tyrone, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Clay? Living the dream, my man. All right, brother. First of all, Clay, everybody really needs to pump the brakes on this because this is really foolish. Now, I'm I'm, I'm a 59-year-old black male. Clay, that thing comes down to intent. Now, nobody or anybody who believed that those girls had the intent to disrespect the whole culture of people is just ridiculous. Now, 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 me, Clay, I don't like the word, and I don't think it should be used by anyone, nor any other racial slur or, or culture may deem that's racist to them. If they feel it's racist, it shouldn't be used. But when it comes to that N-word, it's about the intent that was thrown out with the word. You know, I forget the hard ER and the ending with an A. It's the intent behind the use of the word. Now, Clay, I'm a director of intramurals at, at a college in my hometown. Yep. And that, there was a party, and they was rapping along with some of the songs they had the word. And a couple of the white students came to me and said, uh, Mr. White, we sorry. We didn't. I said, hold on, hold on. Did you buy that CD? Said, yes, sir. I said, then you got a right to use it. These black and rap artists and stuff don't have a problem with white people buying their music. They don't have a, a problem with white kids filling up their concert stadiums. It's the intent, Clay. Now, if you see me somewhere and me and you had a little disagreement and you just up and heard out, you stupid black in such and such, your intentions was different. But for those girls to be singing a song, forget who made it or, or what the song about and all that stuff, they just sing along with a song. 
there was no malice intent behind that whatsoever. People need to stop being so insensitive. And, man, I appreciate you broaching topics, like you said, that most of your counterparts won't even touch. And uh, I, appreciate I love the, your show, I, bro. Appreciate the call, Tyrone. Yeah, look, I mean, that's what I try to do on this show. A lot of people out there run from controversial topics, especially if they relate to race, gender, sexuality in the world of sports now because they are afraid if they don't come out and just say, oh, the story here is these girls should be suspended. They should never be able to play lacrosse again. That's where there are going to be people who write that piece. And I think it loses completely the context. And that's why I also like to open up the phone lines on stories like these and let you hear from what I call the great masses of the American public. Let's go to another call. Dan in St. Louis. Dan, what's up? Hey, hey, Clay, how you doing? First of all, I would say this. Uh, I agree with 90% of the people that that headline is ridiculous. <clears throat> but as ethical as a lawyer, you would say the word intent is suggestive, correct? Would you agree with that? Okay, now let me also ask you an ethical question. Once we open up the Pandora box to let anyone be able to say the N-word, then, then yes. No, I haven't said anything yet. Did we lose Dan? Yeah, he then dropped off. That was strange. Yeah, I hadn't spoken. I was going to let him uh, tell his piece. Let's go to... uh, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Dave in Minneapolis. What's up, Dave? Yeah, I'm a a millennial, which I'm not very proud of just uh, with uh, (laughs) with the way that uh, the culture has been going. But I graduated uh, from high school in 2003 from an inner city school. We listened to hip-hop music. I listened to country music. I listened to everything. I have used the word in music, listening to the music. You know, you got Ludacris, you got Dr. Dre, my, you know, my area. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, appreciation of the music and the hip-hop you know and i the last caller that says uh you know listening to the music it's an it's a appreciation of the music and the culture and then and buying the music and paying for it and it's that's all it is is it's showing an appreciation and i don't think it should be used at all if it's going to continuously be an outrage anytime a white person uses the word when rappers continuously use the word like it's free. It's just whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah, thanks for the, thanks for the call. Um, I'm going to continue to take your calls, 877-996-6369. If you're waking up, we're talking about what has emerged as a controversy Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team on a Snapchat video. If you're not familiar with Snapchat, uh, it's 15-second-ish videos. They were celebrating a win over Elon, and they were rapping along to a popular song right now by Lil Dicky called Freaky Friday that features the N-word. Deadspin has turned this into a major media story by uh, the Roanoke Times also wrote about this. But the Deadspin says video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word 
Coach calls it a teachable moment. Well, first of all, they weren't chanting the N-word. It's not like they were walking around with tiki torches uh, having a, a rally designed to, uh, to, to disrespect black people and chanting racial slurs while they did it. This was a team rapping along with a popular song, and we are reacting to it. And we're trying to have an intelligent conversation about context and what is and what is not appropriate in the context of sports, I think also college and modern cultural life. So far, I'm very impressed with the calls. I opened up the phone lines because I think this is a conversation we can all have as a group. 877-996-6369 is the phone number. I am Clay Travis. Thanks for spending your Monday, uh, Monday. I'm glad it's not Monday. I bet a lot of you are as well. Wednesday morning with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, the list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Give a visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in my guy, Eddie Garcia, and find out what's shaking in the world of sports. Well, Clay, we'll start with news from the NFL, where owners passed a new rule that will expand penalties for helmet-to-helmet contact. It's similar to the college football targeting rule. Under the new rule, a player will be penalized 15 yards and could be ejected if he lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. Owners also unanimously approve the simplified catch rule. It includes control, two feet down, or another body part, and a football move to complete a catch. In NBA games of note, Rockets get their 10th straight win, beating the Bulls 118-86. to Top team in the league wins without MVP candidate James Harden, who was given the night off to rest. Wizards beat the Spurs 116-106. to San Antonio loses the game and start player LaMarcus Aldridge to a knee injury of an MRI later today. Day. Warriors lose again, falling to the Pacers 92-81. Uh, Golden State still without their top four players due to injury, but Kevin Durant said on Tuesday he will return to the court on Thursday. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Clay, back to the NFL with the price tag for the new stadium and complex in Inglewood, California for the Rams and Chargers has now surpassed $5 billion. The NFL also announcing it's going to move its NFL media headquarters to the facility. And there are rumblings that the combine is going to be shipped out of Indianapolis to Los Angeles. $5 billion? Only $5 billion. That's twice what they were initially saying, right? Yes, yes it is. Inglewood, boys and girls. Uh, wow, that is uh, that is insane. Um, Jerry World, I don't remember what Jerry World cost down in Dallas. It wasn't but it $5 is, billion. It wasn't $5 billion. You're right about that. It's Eddie Garcia. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier as well. You think a train will stop and seize your car on the tracks? You're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. We are taking your calls. Every now and then I come in and I see a story and I think, you know what? I think we can make the world a little bit better by talking about this. And that story that I saw late last night was from Deadspin as it started to go viral across the internet. A group of girls on the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team were celebrating their win over Elon. And as part of that, they decided to have a dance party on, effectively, their bus. And they sang along to a lot of different songs. One of those songs was Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky, a white rapper. 
and it dealt with uh, the Freaky Friday concept, which a lot of you probably are familiar with the movies, is when you suddenly find yourself in somebody else's body. And so Lil Dicky suddenly sees himself in Chris Brown's body. Chris Brown is in Lil Dicky's body. And the idea is, what would it be like to be a different race? As part of that song, there is the N-word used in the context of the song. The girls then wrapped along with the song using that word. One of them uploaded one of these videos to Snapchat. Somebody was offended by it, grabbed it, and turned it into a racial controversy such that Deadspin has the headline, Video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. That is an unfair and inaccurate headline. What the video showed was the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team rapping along with one of the most popular songs in America. It has since turned into a controversy. We are discussing it. 877-996-6369. Now, sometimes television shows do a good job handling stories like these because they can address them sometimes in a comedic fashion while also dealing with them in a sensitive and intelligent and, here's a crazy idea, contextual way. Uh, I watched this episode and thought it was fantastically well done. I thought about it when I heard this story. Jason Martin has gone back and edited it. The television show Blackish had a similar controversy uh, that they dealt with where the young kid on the show was performing at a talent show and he decided to rap along to Kanye West's Gold Digger. And if you are familiar with the lyrics, one of the lyrics is, uh, she ain't messing with no broke. And he said it. Here is that discussion that Jason Martin has edited from the television sitcom Blackish. Let's listen to that. Then I'm going to go to your calls. Okay, no. Told you it was a doozy. Why is my son being sent home? Well, the school has a zero tolerance policy for any form of hate speech. Uh, what idiot came up with that? Mm-hmm. How was I supposed to know that was going to come back to bite us in the butt? Well, it did, Bo. <laughs> Took a big old chunk out of our ass. Half a cheek gone. Well, where did Jack get an idea to say a word like that in the first place? What? Oh, I said she's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with the bro. Oh, get down, girl. Go ahead, get down. Probably, it's my favorite song. And we play it every day on the way to school. Damn it, it's his birthright. Jewish kids get to go to Israel. Black kids get to say this. Trey, that is ridiculous. Nobody should say it. It is an ugly, hateful word with an even uglier and hate-filled history. Yeah, of it being said to us, not by us. As usual, son, you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But that is not a word that black folks need to be using, ever. No. And that, that is actually, I think, a really good distillation of the different perspectives, and look, I'm saying it, I'm not black, within the context of the black community. You've got somebody who is the dad in this context. You can't see the characters, but you got a dad, you got a mom, I believe, and you've got a grandfather, and everybody has a different perspective on the word. I think a lot of you out there also appreciate the fact that it's being dealt with not in a lecturing fashion, but in a humorous fashion. And unfortunately for this kid in the context, 
he is not using it in a negative context. And my argument is that context matters. That as an intelligent democratic society, what we should be capable of doing is distinguishing between, like in the show Blackish, a kid walking out with a microphone and rapping along to a Kanye West song in the same way that he's seen his dad do in the car, in a bit of car karaoke, and the difference between that and it being a racial slur. I understand the concept of context. I think very often the internet does not. The internet and social media in general sees everything as very black and white. And I'm not talking about the color uh, of black and white people. I'm talking about it's it, it, nuance. art is built in nuance. If you are out there today and you are driving into school today, what I would encourage you to do is think about nuance in your life on a day-to-day basis. Great songs, great literature, great movies, great television shows come from nuance. They don't come from characters who are either all good or all evil. They come from our common humanity, which is rooted in nuance. Every single one of you listening to me this morning is going to do something good today and you're going to do something bad. And that is going to make you human. We oftentimes, I think, in society today, particularly in social media, want to create two distinct camps, the good camp and the bad camp. We have a Disney-fied idea of what the world is like. And I think about it because I've got kids. And if you have kids, you know that frequently they decide when they are young, is an animal good or bad? Snakes are bad. Dogs are good. Now, that's not fair in the context of judging an animal entirely based on its species, but that's the natural childlike way of thinking. Some animals are good. Some animals are bad. Unfortunately for us, loud voices on the internet have taken over our national discourse, and it's also happened in politics And they scream at us all day long, some things are good, some things are bad. There is very little nuance. Now, I'm a nuance guy. I think most lawyers are. It's the way we're trained to think. I've defended people who have been accused of murder. I have defended people who have dealt drugs. I have defended people who have assaulted other men and women. It doesn't mean that those people are awful. It means that they made a bad decision And they're paying the consequences for it. This to me is a fascinating discussion. Because it requires context. Which is something that the internet does not do well. And Blackish I think addressed that. In a very smart and contextual fashion. I think we can talk about it. And I think I've been impressed by the calls so far. I'm going to take a couple of them quickly. Then I'll take more of your calls when we come back. Let's go to Ben in Akron, Ohio. What's up Ben? Hi, um, I grew. I'm not black. I grew up in the city. I went to city schools. Um, I teach in a city school right now, and um, I, te- um, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of close black friends. Anyway, so um, yeah, I agree. It's all contextual. It's all relational. Um, example: I can have sex with my wife. No one else can. Um, there's a few people that can make fun of me, but if you don't know me, you can't make fun of me. So I feel like um, I feel like black people 
kid, and there's the difference, like you said earlier, there's the difference between N-A, the N-A word, and the N-E-R word. I feel like black people can say the N-A word 95% of the time. And white people, like, I respect the word a lot, so I rarely, rarely ever say it. Um, but if you are real close to someone, and you call them an N-A. And even in my class, like, I built such strong relationships with my kids and I never use the word, but I'll say N-A. Now, some teachers might be with them all year and still don't have that relationship with them and can't use that word. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, I think that's dangerous, uh, first of all. <laughs> I would just say that is a uh, that is a really dangerous position to be in. But Clay, he's got uh, a lot a teacher. of he's got a lot of black friends though. You also don't don't predicate, you know, your your decision making by saying I have a lot of black black friends. If you ever find yourself saying I have a lot of black friends, you're probably in a tough spot. But let me just say this. Um, we're gonna continue to take your calls. I think that in general what stories like this require are context. And I think very few people are good at providing context because sensationalism sells. And as we've been talking about on this show, I think one of the luxuries that we have is I've got three hours with you every morning. Most of you don't listen to three hours. You might listen to 15 or 20 minutes on your way to school, on your way to work throughout the day. A lot of you listen on the podcast for longer and I think the show works well as a 20-minute segment or as a three-hour segment when we deal with big concepts like this because I think we can make America smarter. And I think we can contextualize complex issues without having to distill it down to a black or white issue. I'm going to continue to take your calls, 877-996-6369. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago as well. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Taking your calls, reacting to the latest sports controversy. The Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team sang along to a popular song by Lil Dicky called Freaky Friday. Includes a racial slur inside of that song and Deadspin and the usual suspects are up in arms. We're talking about context. When is something racist and when it is not? Is it racist to rap along in your bus with your teammates to a popular rap song? Is it, as Deadspin put it in its headline, uh, and again, this is crazy to me, video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. Uh, The video shows them actually singing along to a rap song, which is different than chanting the N-word, but what do I know? Uh, Doc in Cambridge, Mass., I believe. Doc, what's up? Uh Folks about the dime, man. Great show. Uh, I got like one percent uh, of this on the radio. Good show, man. Thanks. Appreciate Talk that. Listening. In your bus with your teammates to a popular restaurant. Oh, what happened there, Doc? I'm not sure. He's he was talking about his battery being dead or something, so he may have may have just dropped off after he said that. I don't know. Here's what we'll do. Uh, Doc waited a while because we've had loaded lines, so I've been trying to get to everybody. 
Uh, if he can get his phone charged up in the next hour and he calls back in, we'll put him at the top of the line if we lost him there. Art in New York. What's up, Art? Good morning. It's so good to hear from you, Clay. Um, retired radio personality, and I got my start in radio at Hofstra University, which is a predominantly Jewish university. And what is most liberal to me is that they had an African-American study department there, and we studied apartheid. And so uh, as someone born in the 60s, it's kind of discouraging to hear us use racism so loosely. Even now in my 50s, I'm on a golf course with white, white brothers, and we often joke about that because, you know, we know racism as the color of your skin means that if I'm in a situation where I need you to save my life, I'd rather die. Right. So that's what we know racism as. And so it's just, you know, social media and what we have now is just so loose and it's sort of like an, a novel ecosystem where we just let it sit and let it be. It doesn't have parameters. It doesn't have scholarly uh, parameters that say, you know what, let's be educated about this. It's just, it is what it is and we run with it. And so that's what's disheartening to me. It is interesting. And you said you went to Hofstra and you graduated. When, when did you graduate from college? I graduated in 1983. Yeah, oh, I'm okay, sorry, so, 88. I went in 83, graduated in 88. All right, so you graduated in 88. It's fascinating to me. I mean, I graduated in 01 from college. So, you know, we're a little bit different, but I feel like I'm 38, you're around 51 or 52, I'm guessing based on those uh, those numbers. I yeah, feel like yes. Yeah, I feel like uh the country has lost all ability to distinguish context. You know, the, there's a difference between a uh, dog being sicked on somebody as they try to walk across a bridge to get the right to vote in 1960s Alabama and somebody rapping along to a popular song. And I feel like we've lost the ability to distinguish between the two. And we also negate all of the, the struggles that so many people went through for us to be where we are today. You know, and as a leader in the community and someone who really is involved with family uh, development, you know, we've got to get away from this medium that we don't have you know, really any understanding of what it's going to be yet. It shouldn't be where we land on truth and, and, and how we conduct our lives. It just can't be. We've got to get back to, to ground roots of interaction with leaders and people. I appreciate the call. That's why I want to open up the phone lines. I feel like this is a democracy. People can get their voice out, and I think the calls that we've gotten, by and large, you listen to the first two hours, have been so incredibly reasonable and the exact opposite of what social media sounds like. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote as well. We all have a lot going on in our lives, but GoToMeeting is the online meeting platform trusted by 99% of all Fortune 500 companies that's making it simple for you and your employees to meet with ease. To learn how your company can make the switch today, visit GoToMeeting.com. Every now and then we have a story that I think is worthy of a long-form discussion on the show. It's why I am thankful that we have three hours to spend together every day. I understand that many of you, as you wake up across the country, might only spend 10 minutes with us. You might only have 15 minutes. My hope is that you're enjoying the show enough that when you pull into wherever your destination is to start your day, 
you think, man, I want to stay and wait and listen to the rest of this segment before I go into work. And obviously, I also hope that you guys are going to download the podcast as millions of you are. Share it with your friends and continue to do what we do here, which is grow and expand and hopefully have a good time being smart, original, funny, and authentic every morning. I think we do a better job of that than any national show in the country. And I think one of the reasons we do a better job of that is because I try to be fearless about the topics. Uh, Lots of people run from controversy. They stay bland. They argue about whether LeBron James or Michael Jordan is better. There's a time and place for that discussion. But by and large, I think that discussion should happen at the end of the year when we know how LeBron has done every year and we can have that talk. But this uh, late last night, I got shared with me uh, this story, which I found to be just so incredibly interesting given the state of our society today. And for those of you waking up who haven't heard about this story, the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team won a game against Elon on Saturday night. Uh, I don't know anything about lacrosse. You probably don't know anything about lacrosse. And even if you do, you probably know even less about women's lacrosse. Well, the UVA Virginia Tech women's team is ranked in the top 20. Uh, tonight, they play against number five, Duke. And on Saturday night, as they were coming back from that win over Elon, they were celebrating by singing songs together as a team. One of those songs was Freaky Friday by a rapper named Lil Dicky. I didn't know anything about this song. I'm 38. I'm not as plugged in as I used to be. But it's very popular with college kids and with uh, with you know people who are plugged in with modern day hip hop now. Um, and uh, so as a result, this song uh, was uh, includes the N-word. And it's fascinating about this song is Lil Dicky is a white rapper who is pretending that he is black in the song while Chris Brown obviously is a famous black singer and he is pretending that he is white. The two of them are friends and the concept of the song is similar to the concept, obviously, of the movie Freaky Friday, where suddenly you find yourself in somebody else's body. And as the girls are singing along with that song, they sing along with the N-word, which occurs in the song. And that one of the girls on the team, and it's a white uh, lacrosse team. I'm not sure if every girl on the team is white. I haven't looked at the roster, but most of them are. They have an Asian coach. And uh, most of the girls... Uh, appear to be white, and they posted the video onto Snapchat. One of the girls did, celebrating the win. Well, in this age where everyone is perpetually offended, somebody grabbed that Snapchat video and shared it and said, oh my God, look at all the racists singing along to a popular rap song. And many people in the sports media who don't like to fancy themselves intelligent but don't apply context at all when they write their stories, particularly dealing with race, Led with the headline on Deadspin, video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N-word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. And it's interesting, if you go through the article here uh, that the Roanoke News uh, put out, it has turned into an uproar. Uh, the coach says, uh, as I uh, his quote, this is a teachable moment. It's not something we're proud of. The team is very apologetic and sorry. There's nobody of any color that should say it, period. There's nobody should say it. Again, the the coach uh, says there was no malice involved. They just thought they were singing along to a song. They had just won their singing songs. The first couple of songs were Disney songs. They were celebrating. They were dancing. They were excited. 
They're good kids that made a bad decision. Uh, the Hokies, I said earlier, they're 17th in the country. They play at number five, North Carolina tonight. We're trying to do what's right, said the coach. This isn't something we sweep under the rug. The team's extremely sorry. They're trying to make it right. And I know that we'll never make it right with anybody. But this is a moment that defines the program, but yet a moment that will help the program be better. They've got to be educated to make better decisions. They've got to know what's socially acceptable. I think they're learning all those things. It's a lot on me as the leader. People forget I'm a minority, which is an amazing line. People forget I'm a minority, the Asian coach. Uh, We are engaged in conversations with the campus community to share our sincere apology. We have confidence, uh, all of this. And asked if there will be disciplinary action. We're working through everything still. All of this, I think, is evidence of how, as a society, we have become broken. We have become broken when it comes to understanding context. There is a difference between, as I said earlier, what Riley Cooper did hurling a racial slur at a black security guard because he's angry, and if Riley Cooper had been at a Kanye West song, uh, concert singing along with a song. And this is not just something that the white community deals with. In our society today, we've got all different sorts of people from all different walks of life, all different races. There are people from every different racial and ethnic and religious and sexual background that you can possibly imagine listening to this show in all 50 states. And I think what is most important if we're trying to move forward as a country is contextualizing what is and what is not racist. Singing along with a popular rap rap song is not racist. The context is one of paying homage to the artist and embracing his artistic creation, not in denigrating and insulting a race of people. Yet we right now live in very much of a society where everything is perpetually branded as racist. And as a result, most of the time you don't even hear conversations like this. I bet I'm the only white guy with a national radio show in America that will discuss this show, uh, this story, and this topic to the degree that we have. Because most white people, I'm going to be honest with you, most white people are going to say, I've got nothing to gain here. Other than saying this is racist and this is awful, I'm not even going to touch it. I think that's how we've ended up where we are as a country, so divided and angry. That many people who voted for Donald Trump didn't even agree with anything Donald Trump was saying. They were just so upset at the direction of our national discourse that they said, screw it, let's bring in somebody who's just going to throw bombs. I don't think it's a coincidence. In a larger scale, I think this directly corresponds to how we ended up with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump running against each other for president. In 2016, our national discourse had become so strained that the Democrats nominated the most hated Democrat to ever run for president and the Republicans nominated the most hated Republican to ever run for president. All of this spirals out of stories like these where the goal now isn't to find somebody that can appeal to as large of an audience as possible It's to find somebody that the people you disagree with on politics hate the most. That's where we are. I'm going to take your calls, but I want to play a couple of things in context for you now. First, here is the Freaky Friday song that is so popular, that is so controversial, that is so contentious that Virginia Tech and the girls on their lacrosse team are under siege for singing this. I woke up Chris Breezy. Oh my God, I'm the man. I'm so flying, I can dance. 
face tattoos on my neck. I just FaceTime Kanye. I told him I'm his biggest fan, yeah. yeah. Got all these in my DM. Yeah, I do. Hold up. Holy, I got a kid. Oh, I can sing so well. Wonder if I can sit in work. Wait, can I really sit in work? Okay, that is the context. And if you're listening to that there, it is, again, a Freaky Friday concept where you wake up not just in somebody's different body, but in somebody's different skin. The white rapper Lil Dicky saying he's waking up one morning and he is Chris Brown. And as a result, the rules that apply to him are different than the rules that apply to him as a white rapper. It's an insanely popular song. Danny G, you're plugged in with the L.A. hip hop scene. This is a song that would play regularly, correct? Yeah, it's in the mix a lot right now. So, I mean, it's not a surprise that it would be popular with kids all over college campuses everywhere. They're hearing it on the radio. They are singing along to it in their rooms, as many of you growing up would have sung along to whatever songs were popular when you were a kid in college. Difference is, nowadays, uh, you might have been rapping along to Snoop Dogg back in 2000. Nobody had cell phone videos out. Nobody was going to be upset if you're rapping along to Gin and Juice and you say something inappropriate uh, in in the world of the politically correct universe because... I think there was an understanding of context there. If you are singing along with a song, it's probably because you like it and you respect the artist and you respect what he is attempting to convey. And art is nestled in nuance. The best art is rooted in nuance. And I'm going to get to a clip from the television show Blackish here momentarily that Jason Martin has pulled. But where we typically discuss complex issues is frequently in the world of art, whether it's music, whether it's television, whether it's movies, whether it's great works of literature, where we deal with complex issues is art. Because art does not dwell, good art anyway, in black and white. I don't mean the colors. I mean, it doesn't dwell in absolutely good or absolutely evil. Think of your favorite television show, whether it's Tony Soprano, whether it is uh, something from Breaking Bad, whether it's something from The Wire. Typically, the best television shows deal with people who are intensely human. Sometimes they are good. Sometimes they are bad. Rarely are they either all good or all bad because that is not art unless you're talking about Disney movies. And I like to use this as an example all the time. I got three kids, 10, 7, and 3. Grow up watching Disney movies. What do you grow up thinking when you watch Disney movies? Some animals are good. Some animals are bad. What animals are good? Usually dogs. What animals are bad? Usually snakes. And kids have this Disney-fied worldview, which is now translated into social media, where people refuse to see nuance. If I said to you, you watch The Sopranos, is Tony Soprano good or bad? you are be like, ah, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, but he's intensely human. He's taken his daughter on a college uh, visitation trip, and he might kill somebody on that trip because he's a mobster. But you also think, you know what, he's trying to be a pretty good dad. That's an extreme example, just like Walter White thinking he's going to die of cancer and getting into creating drugs and becoming a powerful drug dealer. Is he a good guy or bad guy? Ah, Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's bad. His motivations ultimately were good. Sometimes they led him astray. That's nuance. That's art. Huck Finn, good or bad? Well, sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's bad. You go into great art and you find nuance. In social media and frankly, our media at large There is no time for nuance. It is all either good or evil. It's all the best thing or the worst thing that's ever happened. I think that is contributing 
to a downgrade in our national discourse. But a show that did a good job dealing with this in a somewhat similar fashion recently was Blackish. They had a school talent show, and the youngest kid went out and did a uh, a recitation at the school talent show of Kanye West's Gold Digger, except he did not sing the edited version. I think you're going to think this is funny, but it's also done in a smart way. And then you have three different people discussing the fallout. You have an older grandfather, you have a wife, and you have a dad. All right, a husband, a wife, and a grandfather all discussing the fallout of the kids, young kids' performance at the school uh, at the school talent show. Listen to this clip. Told you it was a doozy. Why is my son being sent home? Well, the school has a zero tolerance policy for any form of hate speech. Uh, what idiot came up with that? Mm-hmm. How was I supposed to know that was going to come back to bite us in the butt? Well, it did, Bo. Took a big old chunk out of our ass. Mm-hmm. Half a cheek gone. Well, where did Jack get an idea to say a word like that in the first place? What? Oh, I say she's a gold digger. It's my favorite song, and we play it every day on the way to school. Damn it, it's his birthright! Jewish kids get to go to Israel, black kids get to say this. Trey, that is ridiculous. Nobody should say it. It is an ugly, hateful word with an even uglier and hate-filled history. Yeah, of it being said to us, not by us. As usual, son, you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But that is not a word that black folks need to be using, ever. No. So all the different nuanced perspectives there delivered, I think, very candidly in a humorous fashion on that television show, which also applies to what happened to the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team here. Now, what is interesting about this, first of all, the humor involved in their son being penalized for a zero tolerance for hate speech that the mom helped to ensure existed at the school. You can't really pick up on that necessarily from the clip is absolutely fantastic and also perfect of the example of unintended consequences. you uh, It speaks to the lack of context. Like I don't think there's anybody out there who would have thought, hearing that kid rap along to Gold Digger, that he needs to be sent home, right? He is just performing as he has seen his dad do in the car and as he has certainly seen Kanye West do. And I think that is similar to what happened with the girls here. The difference is the race, but the lack of context is similar. Now, I want to take your calls. This is the last calls we'll take. I got to say this as we go to the calls. You guys have done a pretty fabulous job as callers. I think as a group that we have the best callers in the nation. Don't let me down here. I'm going to roll through all of you from all over the country. Let's start with Jason in Maryland. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's going on, man? First of all, shout out to you for you tackling this situation and uh, everything that come along with it. Uh, as an African-American man, um, I grew up right outside of Washington, D.C. I'm also a rapper. I'm a college-educated edu- man, so we think we can offer a unique perspective. Personally, I just think that that word was flipped by a certain community and demographic of people uh, that it was intended to destroy and denigrate. So they have the liberties to flip it and use it as a term of endearment or however they decide to use it. 
Now, if the question is, should it be used as a term of endearment, that's a whole other conversation for that community behind closed doors. But other communities, other ethnicities, they just got to take the L on this when they realize that some words you just can't say, regardless of the situation, regardless of the context, you don't got those liberties. And it's, it's just like that. But if you buy the music, and if you are an artist will, willing to sell the music to white people, how then okay. should you only sell a white version of the song? Should you only sell a, a black version of the song? To me, no, 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 these no, girls, no, no, you, like, is it, is no, it racist got, to rap got, along to the song? No, it, and that's why I differ. It's not racist. It's not racist to rap along with the word. It's naive. I think it's unwise, but I don't think that it's racist. If you want to use that word, it's certain smoke that come with that word. So if you want to be free to use it, lollygoggy, skip through that field and say that, that's cool. But when that smoke from the media and when people start looking at you sideways and somebody approach you on the street, you might get those hands. You got to take that. You but do you think, that. but, but, but that's, that's my question here. The context is, I think people of all races are smart enough, by and large, to hear a group of people singing along in a celebratory fashion to a song and understand that that is not a negative context. In other words, if somebody is driving down the street, and look, I agree with you on some sense, I, I wouldn't get up and do a karaoke version of a song that had a racial slur in it because, first of all, I'm not a very good rapper, right? I would pick another okay. song. Uh, uh, but right. I understand that some kids today consider it like the goal of karaoke is to try to sound as much like the artist as you can. If the words are showing up on the screen in front of you, I think a lot of kids out there, regardless of their race, whether they're Asian, Hispanic, black, or, or white, are going to sing along to Gold Digger as the song appears to them, as opposed to humming along, just like the kid did, right? And I don't think they're yeah, doing yeah. that in a racist context. I think that is different. That's why I use the Riley Cooper example. To me, I don't okay. think Riley Cooper would have been in trouble if he had been singing along to Kanye West's Gold Digger on a video. What he did was he saw a black guy and he used a racial slur to demonstrate his dis dismay at the fact that the black guy wasn't doing what he wanted to do. I think he wanted to get backstage or something like that, right? I think what we have lost as a society is the ability to contextualize speech, and this is an example of that. I feel you on that, but here's the thing. like, You're a very smart dude. I listen to your show. You're a very, very smart dude. You and I both know that common sense is an oxymoron. The average person ain't got that sort of common sense to be able to separate and divide context and what was happening, how did they mean it, and all of that situation. So these are the rules. These yeah, are the it's, rules. it's an interesting point, but my, I guess my argument, and I think it's a good point, my argument is that we should be smarter than the media is, uh, is being and allow us to divide it. Like, and I'm talking about, like in particular, I got sent this link, which is where I became aware of the story. Deadspin, like you, if you see this headline, Virgi video shows Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team chanting the N word. Coach calls it a teachable moment. You're not going to think that by chanting the N word, they mean singing along to a popular rap song, right? The media, I think, divides us here. It was definitely irresponsible. It definitely was inflammatory. But here's the situation, and we're going to roll around in the mud a little bit on this one. I hate to say it, and I ain't trying to pull the whole race situation, but, like, that's the epitome of white privilege. You feel me? Like, it's certain words. It is what it is. Like, white people just can't say these words. And for you to think that, oh, because I'm singing along with the song, then I get to surpass these rules and regulations, now nah, you got to fall in line. You I can't see, say this that word. This is where I would disagree with you. I don't think we should have speech rules applied based on race. And I think in particular, in my opinion, 
if you are an artist and you are monetizing a large group of people of a different race by using that language, then you don't control their ability to embrace it or not embrace it, right? To me, this is the kids paying homage to this artist. Regardless of who he is, they're not talking about race and trying to be offensive. And so that's where I think if you make the decision, you know what, I'm happy to take your money singing this song, but then you don't have the right to replicate the song, I think that is a, that's where I draw the line. Now, on an individual basis, I just wouldn't get up and rap because I don't think I would do it that well. And I certainly wouldn't rap uh, lyrics that have racial slurs in them because I don't think that reflects well on me. But I think I'm of a different generation. I'm 38 years old. I think there's a lot of 18 and 19 year old kids out there in college They didn't grow up paying attention to the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King got assassinated 50 years ago. To them, it might as well be like the Civil War itself. It's so far removed to them. I remember when I was growing up, like the Kennedy assassination happened 16 years before I was born. 16 years now, to me, doesn't seem that long ago. That's like 2002. But when I was a kid, 16 years ago seemed like it was the Middle Ages. The idea that John F. Kennedy got assassinated in 1963 seemed like a totally different universe. Kids today, like 2000, seems to them like a totally different universe. So they've grown up sort of marinated and steeped in an era where freaking Snoop Dogg is now on the oldies. <laughs> I mean, so their their generation is going to be different, and I think a lot of them see nothing at all, nothing at all wrong with it. I feel you on that, but that's even more of a reason why they have to be held accountable. Two things, and I know this thing is going a little long, but two things. One thing, like, y'all can't tell a community how to utilize that word, what words they can't say, what words they can't say. You can suggest it, but if that community flips a negative word, and not just the African-American community, the homosexual community has done it, Asians have done it, Hispanics have done it, there's all the negative words that communities have flipped and turned into terms of endearment. If that is wise or unwise, it's a conversation for them to have and not for other communities to dictate how they should utilize their vocabulary. Rule number one. Rule number two, as a rapper myself, you're absolutely right. I make a song. If you want to spit it, you can spit it. If you don't want to spit it, you don't got to spit it. I can't control how you replicate myself. But on the same token, I can't control how these other youngers out here going to look at you when you're talking sideways out your mouth. Me, as an educated man, if you say the N-word, you're a white person, I ain't tripping, I ain't going to put no hands on you. I'm going to look at you like you're kind of weird, but we're going to keep it moving. The other people from the hood, the other people from Southeast D.C., Bird Farms, the Bronx, New York, Miami, they're going to put some hands on you, and you got to deal with those consequences. Yeah, I appreciate the call, but I think a lot of people are going to say, I understand when it's a song. I think there's a difference between deciding that you're just going to break out the N-word in regular conversation with minorities and being in a club and singing along with a popular song. Again, that to me is context. I'm going to get all these calls in really quick, and then you guys have been fantastic, but uh, but I've got to go to my guy, John Campbell. i got to make you some money gambling, and I think we got some Animal Thunderdome to close out the show. But Nate in Long Island, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Clay? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to weigh in. I was listening to this this morning on Hot 97, and they yep. were talking about the same stuff. And they made a big deal out of it. They're like, why people shouldn't? I'm like, they're singing along to a song, bro. It's not like they came up to you like the Riley Cooper situation. Also, I have witnessed people, black, Spanish, go up to a white guy and call him the N-word. And then when he said, yo, I'm not a, they just punch him in the face because he said it back. He's just letting them know, yo, bro, don't call me that. So how you going to call him that? He called you right to tell him, please don't call me that. And you still get mad. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the call. I'm going to try to get as many of them in as I can. Again, I think context is the key to life. 
Some people think moderation is the key to life. I think context doesn't exist in an internet age. I think all of us should do a better job contemplating things in context and don't allow the media to lead us astray here. Michael in Boca Raton. What's up, Michael? Morning, Clay. How are you? Thanks for taking the call. Clay, context. Uh, you spent a lot of time today talking about context, and I appreciate the conversation. I do think people have done a nice job with it. However, yesterday, listening to you and talking about Michael Bennett, but really railing and spending a lot of time on Stephen A. Smith without putting into context the fact that he is paid to be a caricature of himself. That was not journalism that he was espousing in his comments no, about I mean, I, I, the, the, thing about The thing about Michael Bennett we played yesterday was my contention was that Stephen A. Smith, if he's going to argue race uh, being involved with Michael Bennett, he has an obligation to his audience to be as honest as possible and point out that the alleged victim in the Michael Bennett incident is a black woman power, uh, paraplegic. Like, if you're going to focus on the fact that she's a paraplegic and she's a senior citizen, you should also mention that she's black, which undercuts a lot of the arguments that it's race-based, the charges, because you've got a woman who's pressing charges who's black and a victim uh, a victim who's black, allegedly, and then the per- perpetrator is black. So, to me, that's being dishonest to your audience. But within uh, context, we understand that Stephen A. Smith is paid to espouse opinions that whether they're not, you know... Yeah, but I'm paid... I appreciate the call. I'm going to keep running through here. The the point is, I'm paid for my opinion too, but I try to give you all of the factual basis. You're not paid, in my opinion, you shouldn't be, to spout dishonesty or partial truths to your audience. What I try to do every day on this show is tell you why I'm 100% honest opinion. Doesn't mean that I'm all, you're always going to agree with me. Doesn't mean that I'm always right, but that's my goal, and I think that's Stephen A. Smith's goal. And if he's not sharing the full context of that story, either he's not fully informed and he didn't know, which is an indictment, or he is choosing not to share the full information with his audience, which is also an indictment. Nick in Denver, what's up? Yo, hey, yo, Clay. So just real quick, man, my, my whole problem with, like, everybody labeling everything as racist, like one of your guys earlier was talking about taking the power out of the N-word. Like, they're taking, like, the liberal media is taking the power out of the word racist and marginalizing everybody with it. So it's actually making an environment in which racists can thrive because it's not, it's not really specific anymore. Like, oh, you're racist. It's like, you know, you're saying, like, you, you hate black people. It's like, oh, you're racist. You're singing a song. You know, like it, it's so marginalized at this point that, that it's ridiculous. Like the word's going to have no power in the next few years, and then we're going to have a real racism problem. It, words have power, man. We can't just keep throwing them around like it's just a game. You know what I mean? No, it's a good point. It's like the boy who cried wolf. You scream racist when a kids are singing along to a rap song. When real racism happens, nobody looks. Dan in Chicago. What's up, Dan? Hey, Clay. So I got a question for you and your uh, legal expertise. So uh, if uh, if these girls are suspended, uh, which I think unfortunately is probably fairly likely, if not suspended, there will be some kind of punishment laid out. And then later on, there comes a, a video with a black athlete uh, with a very similar situation, maybe rapping along to a song, the use of the N-word in it, and there's no punishment handed out. Is there a case for racial discrimination that these girls could bring against the school or against another school for that? Yeah, I hope they don't get suspended. If they do, we're going to have a lot more discussion about it. I've got to go to break. We'll be back on the flip side uh, with my guy, John Campbell. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. 
Song's a lot better unedited. I'm just saying. All of you out there listening to this right now know exactly what I'm talking about. It's better without the edits. It is. Going to take some more of your calls. I bumped John Campbell to tomorrow. So he's going to come on tomorrow to get us rich for gambling. So you have to be with us in hour one. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Kanye bringing us back. It's easy to say 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's go ahead and get my guy Eddie Garcia, and then we'll hit to your calls uh, on the flip side. All right, Clay, well, in the NFL, owners passed a new rule that will expand penalties for helmet-to-helmet contact. It's similar to the college football targeting rule. Under the new rule, a player will be penalized 15 yards and could be ejected if he lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. Also, the owners unanimously approved the simplified catch rule. It includes control, two feet down, or another body part, and a football move to complete a catch. In the NBA, some games of note. Rockets won their 10th in a row, beating the Bulls 118-86. to The top team in the league wins without MVP candidate James Harden was given the night off to rest. Wizards beat the Spurs 116-106. to San Antonio also lost star LaMarcus Aldridge to a knee injury. He'll be reevaluated today, get an MRI. And the Warriors lose again, falling to the Pacers 92-81. Golden State still without their top four players due to injury. However, star Kevin Durant says he will return to the lineup on Thursday. This report's brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Clay, real quick from the NFL again, quarterback Johnny Manziel continues his efforts to return to the NFL. He had a second workout this time at the Texas A&M Pro Day with NFL scouts watching. And the Boston Herald reports that the Patriots met before and after the workout with the former Heisman Trophy winner. Wouldn't that be something indeed? We're going to get to some of your calls. Rare, my wife texts me during the show. Always dangerous. Actual praise. You know, if you get praised by your wife, you have to read it live on the air. Good discussion on the Virginia Tech rap song issue with your and your callers. Interesting parallel. Songs sung by women. She gives, for example, Beyonce and Madonna about sex. That is, men sing along. Isn't that sexist, degrading, even rape culture? Are people only allowed to sing along to saying to songs if they are the same in quotation marks as the person singing? What about the I define me movement that we all relate to music in different ways? It's an interesting point. A lot of men out there sing along to women's songs. Isn't that an example of you taking over the woman's voice and vice versa? Women singing along to men's songs. The purpose of art in many senses of the word is to experience things in a different way to make you contemplate life in a way that you might not have before. Whether it's music, television, movies, literature, art, photography, all of those uh, existences of art are there to make you contemplate life in a way that you wouldn't have before. In essence, the artist is trying to bring all of us into their mind so that we can see the world as they see it. And the best artists are the ones who make us see things that we ourselves, standing alone, may not have seen on our own. And in that sense, art is the great unifier and connector because it forces us to get outside of our own perspectives. Isn't that what the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team in some sense were doing here, even if it is a fun and silly rap. It's also raising intriguing questions. Kevin in Florida. What's up, Kevin? 
Hey, how's it going, Clay? So, um, I played at Cooper City High School down here in Florida about five years ago, and we are a predominantly white football team. I mean, we might have had two black kids on the team. So, in order to get ourselves wild up, you know, during practice, get ready for the week, I believe it was the week we beat St. Thomas. Um, I'm singing, these ends won't hold me back. These ends won't hold me back. So, former Miami Hurricane coach, now a player development for FIU, he punches me in the ribs and knocks the wind out of me. And I look back and I ask him, you know, why he did that. And he said, I don't like you using that word. You say that again, I'm going to kick you off the team and make him threat. So I just thought that that was, you know, clear example of what you were talking about. I, I didn't say the ER, I said the A, and I got assaulted by my coach for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous. Now, he might have been teaching you a lesson so that one day you don't get in trouble. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Walking Willie down in New Orleans. He's been waiting a while. Willie, what's up, my man? Do we have Willie? I don't know. We'll try to get Willie. Uh, we'll try to get there. We'll finish out with your calls next. I'm Clay Travis. The calls have been fantastic so far today. I would encourage you guys to go download the podcast. If you haven't done it so far, I'm telling you, I think that you will listen to today's show and I think you'll listen to the whole thing. And I think you'll say, damn, I feel better about America than I did yesterday. Good discussion, good context, good, thorough uh, just contemplation of what I think is a difficult and complicated issue that doesn't typically get this kind of treatment in the media. Final segment next. I'm Clay Travis. I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago as well. You think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks? You're right, it will. About a mile after it hits you, stop. Trains can't. Uh, tremendous calls. Incredible calls today. Appreciate all of you. Uh, excited to see where this show has grown and where it's headed. Encourage you to download the podcast if you're just getting in your car and you're just hearing uh, a couple of segments. I think you will listen and you'll say, damn, I feel better about America today than I did yesterday. Going to close out with your calls. Don't blow it. Chad in Tennessee, what you got? Hey, Clay. J-Mark dropped a little DMX there. Um, it's been a great, uh, diverse group of people that have talked and called in today and shared a lot. And I think everybody's hit the point here. It has been taken out of context. I don't think these girls meant any harm in what they were doing by singing the song the way they did. They shared the video. So when you do that, that leads to a lot. But Deadspin, in places like this, they want to take stuff like that and run with it. And like the point you made, make the, the uh, uh, headline worse than what it is that so draws people to their website. And then yeah. somebody... And the liberal media is going to take this and probably spin it, try to do a white privilege. I looked up the roster. The entire lacrosse team is white. So somebody's going to throw a white privilege into this, try to get players suspended. You wait and see. It'll happen because it's going to run today and tomorrow, and people are going to make a big deal out of it. And that's where I think some of this, we got to draw the line on what is actually offensive, what is actually deeply offensive, because we use that word so often. It goes back to the one-caller. If everything is actually racial now, when do you truly define what is racism? Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that the argument that I would make is that we as a country are in a place now where we're boy who cried wolf. 
when everything is called racist, including a popular rap song being sung by people who aren't uh, black, which is to me evidence of what is great about America, you know, the concept of the melting pot. If I'm an artist and I am an artist in some sense, I have a radio show I write. I want to appeal to the largest possible audience imaginable. If you told me that only black people were going to listen to this show, I wouldn't think I'd done a good job. If you told me that only white people were going to listen to this show, I wouldn't think I'd done a good job. If you told me that only Asian people or only Hispanic people were going to listen to this show every morning across all 50 states, it would not mean that I was doing a good show. My goal is to appeal in an intelligent fashion to everybody out there who decides what to listen to in the morning. And certainly if they want to talk about sports And this story with the women's lacrosse team at Virginia Tech, you don't really know what you're going to get. Some mornings you might tune in. We might do an hour on the Animal Thunderdome. I try to be smart, original, funny, and authentic every day. And that's what we try to do with this story, which most people will not touch for that reason because most white guys out there are going to say, man, I'm afraid to touch this. I could lose my job if it goes wrong. I don't think that way. I come on. I try to have honest conversations with you regardless of what the topic is. Scott in Los Angeles. What's up, Scott? Absolutely phenomenal, the deft touch that you have as far as dealing with various topics. I'd like to say two things. I think it's it's an issue of uh, uh, what I'd like to see happen. I'd love to see a Kanye West or a Jamie Foxx or somebody from that genre come out and say, hey, look, aren't we going a bit overboard with this whole thing? Because the, the bottom line is I, I think the, the issue is uh, – People suffer from uh, selective amnesia. They choose to address what they want to address. They choose to ignore what they want to ignore, and they pattern it off of their individual beliefs or what they can get, uh, what they can get people to respond to. And I think that the one voice that could come forward and probably squash this whole thing and give us a voice of reason are probably the individuals that made the song. What about yeah. The yeah. No, I I think that'd be great. I remember it was a ridiculous story. Do you remember when? Uh, Blake Lively got shamed for saying she had an LA face, uh, LA face with an Oakland booty. I mean, I think it was the Sir Mix-a-Lot uh, song, right? And she put up a picture on Instagram, and it was Blake Lively. She was pregnant, and she had an LA face, and she had an Oakland booty. And people said, "Oh my God, she is she is uh, white. She's white appropriating this song." And then I think Sir Mix-a-Lot came out and said, "No, like my goal was not to make a song that only black people would like." My goal was to have it a song that appealed to everybody. She's using the song in context. She's got a big ass now because she's pregnant. And she's got a really good looking face. L.A. face and Oakland booty. It was a thing. Niso and Mass got to be really fast. Hey, um, I just wanted to say uh, there's a word. I'm Puerto Rican. And we have a word that people like to use. It's an acronym for Spanish person in control. And we don't like to use it. We don't let other people use it. You say it and the music stops. You know, everybody yeah. looks around. They don't. Thanks for the call. We got 10 seconds. I tried to get all of you in. I love all the calls today. Thank you for being such great supporters of the show. I'm Clay Travis. Back tomorrow on Outkick. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. 